Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, whether you're looking at it on YouTube, if you're looking at it on Facebook, Twitter. Thank you all so much. Really do appreciate it. And for all those that are checking out the audio podcast, I appreciate you as well. On this edition, we're going to be talking about the NFC South and how does it look after week six? As you all know, the New Orleans Saints had a bye, but every other team in the NFC South, well, they played this week. And I have to say, man, I was really impressed by a couple of teams in the NFC South. And what does that mean for the New Orleans Saints? I mean, this is this, this is division that is starting to heat up. This isn't like it was last year where the Saints just ran away with this division. Everybody is very close, okay? They're very close for the exception of the Atlanta Falcons, who we're going to get to a little bit later. Uh, but first, uh, I want to say to everybody out there that has been uh, supporting the State of the Saints podcast since day one, thank you all so much. And this isn't a live show. I'm pre-recording this, of course, but nevertheless, I'm still going to have a good show. It's not going to be a long show like we normally do, uh, but I do want to talk a little bit about the NFC South. Uh, first off, let's go ahead and start with the Atlanta Falcons, okay? The Atlanta Falcons, they took on the Minnesota Vikings and they beat the Minnesota Vikings by a score of 40 to 23. Now, I must say, the Atlanta Falcons look pretty doggone good on today, okay? I'm not gonna hate or whatever like that on this day, all right? They look pretty good. And I will say, also, I will say this. Um, I think they found their new head coach, all right? I think Raheem Moore is a really Raheem Morris excuse me Raheem Morris is a really good head coach okay I know a lot of us remember Raheem Morris uh from the time when he was the head coach of well he was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers okay when he was out there coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh they were pretty doggone good man they even made the playoffs but for some apparent reason he gets fired and never got a head coach's job ever again all right now he has an opportunity to go to Atlanta Falcons and be their interim coach. And I'm looking at I'm looking at this guy and I'm looking at this team and I'm looking at how they're how they're how they're playing right now. It seems like, you know what I'm saying? It seems like he he got these guys motivated, he got these guys fired up. And um we didn't see many mistakes like they've been making over the last couple of weeks where they had big leads in the first half and then they relinquished it in the second half. We didn't see that. We seen a team that that finished the game from start to finish, and they look pretty doggone good in my opinion. So I don't know if Arthur Blank is going to go in that direction. Maybe he'll want to go and, and, and find some other coach, but I think he might have his coach already in Raheem Morris, and I'm not just saying that just because they won today. I, I have a lot of respect for Raheem Morris, and I just feel like he's one of those coaches that has flown under the radar all these years. I mean, he's been a coordinator in so many other places, but he never got another opportunity to be a head coach. And I feel like that's a doggone shame. I think you can put two and two together when it comes to that. But it seems to me like guys fail at head coaching jobs. They find uh, another head coaching job within two to three days. Okay. I mean, I just don't understand it. I mean, I look at uh, some of those uh, guys out there like Lane Kiffin, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like guys like that who constantly uh, go to different schools, don't really do much lose but then go to another school and get signed by somebody else but Raheem Morris only had one head coaching job 
And now he has an opportunity, in my opinion, to be the next head coach at the Atlanta Falcons. I think that would be a good job. I think that would be a good look. Uh, him being an African-American quarterback in a predominantly African-American city. So I think that would be a good look uh, for the NFL and also the city of Atlanta. And not to mention the Atlanta Falcons uh, football team because he's a really good coach. But they did win today, man. They look pretty doggone good. Uh, Matt Ryan, I'm looking at some of these stats. He was 30 of 40, 371 yards and four touchdowns. Seemed like he quieted the critics this week. You know, a lot of people were trying to run this man up out of town. I think a lot of people were talking about them tanking uh, for Trevor Lawrence. Well, I think that the Atlanta Falcons answered that question uh, emphatically. Uh, when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins right now is stealing money. I, I, I really don't know. I don't know if uh, Kevin Stefanski, the fact that he's the head coach of the Cleveland Browns now, maybe he took Kirk Cousins' talent with him. Maybe Kirk Cousins is like one of those Matt Ryan guys, right? You know, when Matt Ryan back in 2015, when Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator, he was lighting the league up. And then when Kyle Shanahan goes to San Francisco, he's not the same. So maybe that's the same thing when it comes to Kirk Cousins. But the Minnesota Vikings, they don't look good right now. And, and Kirk Cousins, I don't know, he's looking like a complete train wreck. But the Atlanta Falcons, uh, oh, is no more. Um, they got their first win of the season. They're not one in five. And uh, I don't know, man. Hopefully, they can build on this momentum. Uh, I don't. I think it's pretty obvious they won't win the division unless they just start streaking and everybody just falls apart. But they can make it very interesting in NFC South. And um, I hate to say it, man. You know, what I'm saying I don't like the Falcons, but I am cheering for Raheem Morris. And hopefully, you know, what I'm saying even if they don't decide to keep him as the Atlanta Falcons head coach, he can have that what I like to call that Teddy Bridgewater treatment. You win some games and and other coaches around the league, I mean, other franchises around the league start looking at you and be like, man, I think we can make him our head coach. So I'm I'm, I'm rooting for Raheem Morris. And at the same time, I don't really care that much for the Falcons, but he has my support. Then we're going to move on, man, to the Carolina Panthers, the team that the Saints have to play knowing next week. Uh, I'm looking at uh, these scores right now. I have to admit uh, I was very shocked at the performance uh, by – the Carolina Panthers today, man. I thought there would be a little bit more uh, of a competition. You know, I, I see them on today. I mean, looking real, real flat. Uh, I, I'm very, very disappointed in Teddy Bridgewater, man. I think he would have had a better showing. No touchdowns, uh, two picks. Uh, the Chicago Bears, man, like came in and they beat them. I think the score is like 23 to 16, if I'm not mistaken. Look, the Carolina Panthers, we all know that they were going to have some ups and downs. I thought they would be way more competitive this season, which they have been. But they still are a young football team trying to figure it out. They got a young head coach, you know, a lot of young players on the defense and in the secondary. You got, uh, you know, you're not playing with Christian McCaffrey. So like, let, let's be honest about this. I mean, you can win some games, but the guy still isn't there. And he is a, a major part of this offense. And then you have the Chicago Bears who, who have a really good defense, man. They seem like they're going in the right direction. It seemed like Nick Foles uh, can kind of weather the storm. I'm not saying that Nick Foles is the answer uh, going forward, but he does uh, give you a better opportunity to win than Mitchell Trubisky does. Uh, I think that Nick Foles, uh, I don't think the game gets too big for him. I mean, this guy played in the Super Bowl, for God's sakes. My only concern about Nick Foles uh, is the fact that I feel like uh, he is the, the modern-day Ryan Fitzpatrick, okay? Ryan Fitzpatrick is still in the league. 
but he reminds me a lot of Ryan Fitzpatrick. When there's zero expectations, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes out there and balls out, and so does Nick Foles. But when you give them like a, a starting job consistently, then it's only a matter of time before they start playing down to, you know, playing down to the level everybody believes that they are at. Okay, so, but the Carolina Panthers, I think that the Carolina Panthers, these type of games, uh, it don't surprise me that they didn't win because they're still learning how to win. Uh, I'm not going to look at this game and be like, oh, man, we're going to beat them to sleep next week because we all know that the Carolina Panthers are a formidable opponent. This isn't one of those teams where we just dominate year after year. They're always close to us. I think our overall record, I think, is like 33 and 32, man. So we're pretty much really close when it comes to the overall wins. And it's always very competitive every time the Saints play the Carolina Panthers. And you know that Teddy Bridgewater is going to have something to prove. I mean, Teddy would never say it uh, because he's a humble guy. But a part of him probably believes that the Saints made a mistake by not allowing him to stay in New Orleans. So a lot of people feel that way. Uh, I hear it all the time. I'm, I'm looking at inboxes and emails all the time. People are comparing uh, Teddy Bridgewater to Drew Brees and people saying that uh, Drew Brees should have retired and Teddy Bridgewater shouldn't have never uh, left New Orleans. So I think that Teddy Bridgewater is going to come here and try to have something to prove. I think the Saints better be ready. And honestly, they shouldn't have any excuse not to be ready. I mean, you have a whole bye week. And even though you won against the Los Angeles Chargers, that was a pathetic performance uh, by the team overall. It was able to win. I mean, but they could have easily lost that game if a guy knew how to kick a field goal. So they're going to have to get it together, man. I mean, these these teams are really playing uh, well, and things are starting to heat up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like Carolina had a little setback against the Chicago Bears today. But trust and believe, man, uh, they're going to be focused on trying to play the New Orleans Saints on next week. So the Saints better be ready for the Carolina Panthers, especially coming off a loss and them realizing that they have to stay, you know, uh, competitive if they want to try to have a chance at the end, at the NFC South. And then you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers today beat the Green Bay Packers, giving the Green Bay Packers their first loss on today. Now, I, I would say this surprised me, but it doesn't. Uh, I've never really been high on the Green Bay Packers. I know we lost to the Packers, but, man, the Packers aren't that good. They're not. I mean, I I hate to say it, and I know people just think that I don't like the Packers and whatever. I just don't think they're that good. Um, I think their run defense sucks. Uh, I think that you can throw the ball on them. Uh, You look at, uh, I think, Jones today. Ronald Jones went over 100 yards on them. Uh, Tom Brady, he didn't have like the best game ever. You know what I'm saying? I think he was by what 17 or 27 or something like that. So it wasn't like they were just setting the world on fire. It's just the fact that the Green Bay Packers got a lot of chinks in the armor here, man. I mean, they're not one of those teams I feel like should be a number one seed. Uh, I think that the Chicago Bears, if I'm looking at the teams, I think as far as like from from top to bottom, for the exception of maybe like some offensive talent, I think Chicago Bears are a better team than them in the NFC North. But I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers needed this game, okay? They lost against the, the Chicago Bears on Thursday night. That gave them 10 days in order to get things together, to look at the Green Bay Packers, to scout them out. And I think they did a good job on today. Uh, Tampa is trying to win this division, folks, okay? I mean, if, if even the, the biggest Tampa Bay hater have to admit that they have the best defense in the NFC South. And uh, they, they have a lot of offensive weapons, man. And not to mention they have Tom Brady. 
Now, Tom Brady may not be the same Tom Brady he was in New England back in his 20s and 30s, but he's still a quarterback that could get the job done. I think we look at Drew Brees on Monday night, right? Drew Brees brought the Saints back from 17 down. And you have to admit, you know, even though Drew Brees is not the same quarterback he once was, he still can put the team in a position to win. And it's the same way with Tom Brady. And as long as Tom Brady is the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, they still have a chance to win. And you combine that with one of the best defenses in football, in my opinion, I mean, I haven't seen a, be- a better defense than those guys uh, right now. Probably the Chicago Bears, maybe, maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers. But besides that, I mean, they're up there, man, with the top five defenses in the league. Uh, honestly, it makes me a little jealous, you know what I'm saying, the fact that they actually have a good defense and our defense suck year after year. But you have to give Ty Bowles a lot of credit. You know what I'm saying? He has a lot of young players out there, Antoine Warfield Jr., uh, you know, Chris Davis, a lot of young players out there in that secondary, and he got them playing at a high level. You know, Mur- uh, Murphy Bunting, I mean, so many guys on that defense. And not to mention up front, I mean, you got JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul, you got Via Vader, uh, you got Indomitian Sue, uh, you got Shaq Barrett. So they, they have a formidable defense. Devin White and Levante Davis, your linebackers. So the Saints really are going to have to continue to win these football games, man, because Tampa is going to be right there with them until the end, okay? And we all know that the Saints, after Carolina, they have to play Tampa. So the Saints can't be playing around, okay? All these issues that they're having defensively, all of these mismatches and and these assignment, uh, you know, all these assignment issues, they're going to have to get it together, okay? They're going to have to go ahead and down the stretch, try to uh, put forth a really good effort because Tampa Bay is coming. I know Carolina lost today, but Carolina is coming. And, you know, Atlanta, I think what Raheem Morris is one of those teams that can spoil the party. So New Orleans is going to have to step it up. I don't want to see what I've been seeing over the last couple of seasons, them coming off a bye week, them being stagnant and stale. Uh, We know about the the bye week last week. I mean, they got beat to sleep uh, by the Atlanta Falcons off a bye week. So I don't want to see that, man. I want this team to come back focused ready to rock and roll uh i think that that win that they had the the way that they had to uh you know pull that victory out of the jaws of defeat um last week i think that kind of woke them up for them to realize that man the south ain't playing and we have to get it serious man so hopefully the defense will be able to step up um i'm liking what i've been seeing from the front four of the new orleans saints uh the linebacker corps have been doing a pretty good job uh, in a couple of weeks, you'll probably be getting Kiko Alonzo back, which I think is going to be a plus. And hopefully, Janoris Jenkins will be able to come back uh, this week or maybe next week. But hopefully, you know what I'm saying, the, the secondary will be able to do some things, man. Hopefully, you know, the, the the defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, I mean, maybe he didn't take that by a week. He took this week to try to improve his defense, and so did Aaron Glenn, the secondary coach, because they have been uh, the liability on the New Orleans Saints defense so far. But I would love to hear from you, man. What do you think about the NFC South after week six? Is there a team out there that you're really nervous about? Or do you think the Saints got this situation handled? Comment down below, like and share this video. This has been the State of the Saints podcast. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, and previous episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio.com. Till next time, all I got to say is...